bucks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. AC Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan. How the heck are you doing uh, with our guy, Nathan Marzion? Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow uh, myself at Sparky Radio. Download Green and Growing on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast. And, of course, you can check us out every time we uh, are doing this on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, live streaming it. And then, of course, you can always go back and watch it whenever you'd like after the fact. Uh, some tragic news uh, coming uh, out of the Bucks organization earlier today as we taped this on Monday evening. The news actually happened on Saturday, but the news didn't break as far as being in the news, I guess, until today, I think. At least that was the first time I saw a bit on about Nathan. But um, Adrian Griffin, the new Bucks head coach, apparently, according to the story, had uh, his grandson over at his house uh, and found him unresponsive or became unresponsive two years old. Um, and passed away uh, at the hospital. And he was essentially watching his grandson, obviously for his kid and his wife or whatever. Um, This comes on the heel of the Mike Boonholzer brother tragically passing away uh, as well back uh, during the NBA finals, or not the NBA finals, NBA playoffs when the Bucs were eliminated. And like I... I don't know how Bud went out there and coached after that. So let's just get that out there. I have no idea how he did it. Most Bucks fans don't care how he did it. They were going to be critical of him regardless because he was out there. So that is what that is. Um, this situation here, as far as what happened to Adrian Griffin, I really can't fathom how I would deal with that. I have kids. I've got a soon-to-be one-year-old tomorrow. And to have a two-year-old that is one of my kids kids die while in my care. I, I don't, I can't even wrap my head around the pain and anguish and everything else that you'd be going through um, as that grandparent and so forth and everything that mentally that you would have to try to overcome to kind of just kind of move on and, and so forth. It's just, it's a really tough deal, Nathan. I feel horrible for Adrian Griffin, I feel horrible uh, for his son's family. Um, losing their two-year-old uh, son, like just horrible, horrible stuff. Yeah, obviously incredibly tragic. I heard the news today and, you know, just makes you sick to your stomach. Prayers to him, prayers to his family. Um, it does say, not that it matters, but it does say in the in the articles that I'm reading, I think he was with Adrian Griffin's father, so the kid's dad. I think that's who the kid was with. I'm not sure if he was in Adrian Griffin's care at the time. Adrian Griffin was the one that called, according to this, Adrian Griffin was the one that called to tell the mother what happened. But it says that she had she had left him with the the father for the weekend, and then that's when um, he was later found unresponsive. But either way, obviously, just, yeah, incredibly tragic. We, I mean, I don't have the same perspective as someone who has kids on this. I'm, you know, I'm only 23 years old. I don't have kids, can't even imagine what it's like to be a grandparent. But obviously it's... Uh, it's an incredibly tragic thing, and I can't even imagine what he's going through. And um, you know, just hope he can, you know, re- recover from this. And obviously, something that's going to be with him for the rest of his life, and he's going to have to deal with. But it's uh, it's incredibly sad, and just something that you can only pray for the family and just hope that they can uh, get past this a little bit. Like I, um, cannot even understand this. This is the story that I got from uh, Channel Twelve. 
The grandson of Milwaukee Bucks coach Adrian Griffin was found unresponsive in his Illinois house on Saturday morning at approximately 9.38 a.m. According to the Champaign Police Department, two-year-old Jace Griffin was transported to the hospital uh, where he was pronounced dead. Champaign Police said this is an ongoing investigation. The Champaign uh, coroner said in a statement that the preliminary autopsy revealed no evidence of trauma nor foul play and the death appears uh, to be from natural causes pending final autopsy results. Jasmine Riggs, Jace's mother, told Channel 12 News that she had left her son with a Griffin family for the weekend. The boy's father was Alan Griffin, Adrian's son, uh, who Riggs said she met when he played basketball for the University of Illinois. Riggs said Adrian Griffin notified her on Saturday that her son was not responsive. She told 12 News that while at the hospital, doctor had mentioned fluid in the child's lungs. Um, and then Adrian Griffin obviously issued a statement. My grandson, Jace, was very special to me and my family. His passing is an agonizing tragedy that will be felt forever. I appreciate I appreciate your respect, uh, respecting our family's grief and privacy at this time. I couldn't even imagine. Couldn't. Mm-mm. You got to call your son and wife, daughter-in-law, and tell them that their son passed away. Like, I, mm-mm. Nope. Can't even imagine it. Could not even fathom. The only thing I have even close to that, and it's not really close, and I don't know, Marzan, I've ever told you the story or not. Probably not. Um, but anybody that's worked with me or whatever else always knows that I got like a jacked up fingernail on my like ring finger on my left hand. Um, and then when I turn over my my hand, they can see where my, my pinky was essentially pretty much almost sliced off. Um, and then my ring finger, the top of my ring finger was pretty much sliced as well. And they were both hanging by like a nerve or whatever. And it happened when I worked in a, a restaurant. My junior year of high school, it happened. Um, and uh, they ended up transporting me to the hospital 20 minutes, half hour away from where the restaurant was and yada, 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 whatever. So my buddy, who's common sense lacks sometimes, um, decided that he was going to be the one to go tell my parents that I was in the hospital. So my buddy, instead of saying, hey, your son hurt Curtis fingers, he's in the hospital, instead writes a note, puts it on the front door of the house because they weren't home. And back then, you didn't have a cell phone or anything for him. And the note says, Nathan Marzian, your son had an accident and he's in the hospital. That was all the note said. So as you could well imagine, my parents freak out not knowing what exactly happened or how bad I am or anything like that and go running to the hospital. I could hear my mother crying as she entered the emergency room. I was like, keep her out of here until she stops. I don't want to deal with her crying. So just keep her out of here. So that from my parents freaking out, thinking something horrible happened when, yes, it was bad, but nothing like they were thinking based on the dumb note my buddy left to something actually like this happening. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't even fathom um, how that works, how that goes uh, and so forth. And there was a coach for the Green Bay Packers, an assistant coach who I remember son hung himself in their garage committed suicide in their garage. Um, that, I I couldn't even imagine that either. And I know we're getting off to a very morbid, tragic start uh, to the podcast. Uh, and I'd like to say I apologize, but this is life. Like, this is yeah. something that we're, I mean, I, I learned of it just before we came on, and that's kind of why I'm just kind of going through my emotions as a dad, I guess, of of what this this would be like. Like, the, the one thing we always say is, 
they're supposed to bury you. You're not supposed to bury them when talking about your kids, right? The kids bury their parents and they cry and they, and they grieve, you know, forever that they lost their mom or their dad and they don't have them to talk to anymore. But it's not supposed to be the mom or the dad burying the children. Like that's the ultimate worst thing that could possibly happen. And especially when they're two years old, like hasn't lived life, hadn't done nothing, sweet, innocent, did nothing wrong. And then something horrible like this happens. And then if it is natural causes like it is, they obviously didn't know there was anything wrong with the child. They had no idea. The child, if I just dropped him off, he was fine, whatever, all is good. And then something horrible happened. So prayers uh, for Adrian Griffin and um, his son's family and everybody else. And then obviously for the two-year-old um, as well. All right. Uh, so that was the uh, gut-wrenching part of the podcast. Now let's move on to some funner stuff uh, to talk about. Uh, one of which involves a Marquette guy, a former Marquette guy, Marquette legend. And that means Marzion has to be involved in this next topic and there's nobody else better to talk to. And I'll be honest, I asked Marzion before the podcast, Nathan, how much did you actually watch this? Because Nathan's younger, right, than me by quite a bit. So I figured, how much did you actually watch before I did a topic? And then he's like, I don't know, I didn't see him play. I, don't, I, don't, I heard about him. I didn't really see him play. I just saw highlights on YouTube. So I, I want to make sure you've actually seen him. Okay. So this all started, I think how this all started was based off of something Barkley or somebody said on TNT or whatever uh, about D-Wade being better than Paul Pierce or whatever. And now Pierce went on a podcast, Up in Smoke, I think was the name of the podcast, and just kind of was like, hey, I'm not trying to slam on D-Wade, whatever, but I bet you I could have won a, a championship with Shaq. I bet you I could have won a championship or two with LeBron uh, or Bosh, like what he did. And then he started bringing up, who's a better three-point shooter? I'm a better three-point shooter. And it's hilarious because whoever won, I, I don't know who all the dudes were, but one of the dudes was like, uh, yeah, but he's a better slasher than you were. Pierce kind of ignores him. And then dude's like, he's a better two-way player than you were. And Pierce's like, uh, whatever. Didn't want to hear any of the other stuff when somebody was going back at him about what D-Wade was. I think both were very good in their own right. D-Wade definitely more athletic than Paul Pierce, Marzion, I think that would be where I would start with the comparison as far as if you're comparing the two guys, both great, both Hall of Famers, right? Both are going to be Hall of Famers or if they're not already. Wade is. Is Pierce a Hall of Famer yet? Did he make it yet? Uh, I don't know if he made it yet or not. He will be if he's not. But so yeah, I'm not sure. I, I would say Wade definitely more athletic. That's, he that's was. where I would start in the comparison. He was. He is in the Hall of Fame. At, yeah, that's at, what I thought. He was, it was a couple years ago. But yeah, I, I mean, as you said, I'm I'm young, so when that, these guys were in their prime, their primes, I was uh, it was like my first years watching basketball. Like this is like late 2000s, early early 2010s, um, you know. And I remember watching them, but I'm I wasn't the basketball savant that I am now. You know, I, I didn't understand all the stats. I didn't really get into it exactly the same way. It was just like, oh, these guys are great players. I love Dwayne Wade because he went to Marquette, right. but I still feel like it's. I can I can still say that Dwayne Wade's the better player. Dwayne Wade's the better all-time player. I think D Wade's a top 25 to 30 player of all time and more, Pierce is more in the 40s range. Um what Dwayne Wade did in 06 in the finals at 23 years old that alone probably puts him above Pierce. I mean, he averaged 35 a game in the finals at 23 years old, won the title, 28 a game. Jack. That wasn't Shaq in his prime. <laughs> Yeah, 28 a game in the playoffs. That was like him carrying the team at 23 yep. years old, 24 years old. Um, so 
that's why I like the whole Pierce, oh, well, he won rings with LeBron thing. I can't really take that seriously because he did win a ring very young age without a, t- a great supporting cast, and he absolutely went off in that in that playoffs. Um, as you know, you said, the guys on the, the podcast said Wade was better defensively. I mean, he was an all-defensive uh he was all defensive three times. He was all NBA first team twice. Pierce never was all NBA first team, which I really, the all NBA stuff, I like to look at that, especially for guys that like I wasn't, you know, again, I wasn't necessarily, um, I'm not going to remember their primes because that kind of tells you, okay, where in the NBA landscape were these guys considered in those seasons? And Pierce's best seasons, he was all NBA third team. So he was like a top 15 player essentially um, in his best seasons. Wade has two all NBA first teams, three all NBA second teams and three all NBA third teams. So there were several times this guy was considered a top five or 10 player in the NBA. Um, And so that's why I'm like, okay, his, his prime was better. His best playoff performance was better. He has more rings. He has more all-star appearances he has is better defensively. There's really no I don't understand the argument to put Paul Pierce above him. Um and as you said, just I mean, just watching them play, Dwayne Wade's the more athletic player. Dwayne Wade could just do more on the floor. Whereas, yeah, Pierce is the better shooter, but that doesn't just make you the better player. Um, both great players and but and again, I mean, even just looking at okay, Pierce when he won the finals, the year they won the finals in two thousand and eight, he averaged twenty two, four, and six in that finals. And in Dwayne Wade's four finals, first one he averaged 35, 8, and 4. Second one he averaged 27, 7, and 5. Third one he averaged 23, 6, and 5. And then the last one he averaged 24 and 5. So basically his worst finals was comparable to the finals that Paul Pierce won finals MVP in. So again, I don't think he's out. he has the right to sit there and say, oh, well, you just had players carrying you. You just had LeBron and Bosh and all those guys. I could have won rings with that. It's like... I mean, the year you won the finals MVP, you were putting up basically Dwayne Wade's numbers as a second option in Miami. You were putting that up as the first option in in Boston. So, you know, the other thing Pierce brought up was, and we know there was crap flowing in that Boston Celtics locker room towards Ray Allen. So remember this. He he pointed out, he's like, I had KG and Ray past his prime. I was like, wait a second. I, mean, I watched those Celtics teams. Yes, was Ray Bucks Ray or early Seattle Ray? No, but Ray didn't suck. He like, was the best shooter in the like, league. Looks not act like Ray was bad in Boston, acting like oh Ray was past his prime. And you need to get out of here with that nonsense. And nobody reacted to it. Like he said it on this podcast, and nobody said anything. I'm sitting going, dude, you're nuts. Like I, I don't, I know what I saw, and what I saw was he was just as instrumental that damn thing as Paul Pierce was going along and playing off of KG because he was still a damn good shooter when he was in Boston, Marzian. Yeah, he was he was the best shooter in the league, I'm pretty sure, at the time. Um, in that final series, so as I said, the final series that, they, that the Celtics won, Paul Pierce won finals MVP, his crowning accomplishment of his career. Um, in that series, Paul Pierce averaged 22, 5, and 6. Ray Allen averaged 25, and 3. Kevin Garnett averaged 18, 13, and 3. So they it was... A three-headed monster. This was, he was not the leading score. Who was Ray? Ray was one point behind Pierce. 
one Pierce average. Yeah, Pierce averaged twenty one point eight. Ray Allen averaged twenty point three. So don't oh, act gotcha. like you were playing. Don't act like you were playing with scrubs. Don't act like this guy wasn't still good. He averaged. He was still like a twenty point per game scorer at this point. What was the finals numbers like for Ray? That that, that was the finals numbers. Those were the was final stats. Yeah. What was it for points. the season with Ray and Pierce? And by the way, Ray Allen. I, that 20 points in the finals, he also shot 52% from three in the series, <laughs> just, just by the way. Um, so, yeah. And and then what did you say for the season? Yeah, I just, what were their season averages that year for Pierce and Allen? Uh, for the season, so Ray was, uh, looks like Ray was 17 points a game. And Pierce, Pierce was more than that. Pierce was in 19.6. 19.6? Yes. So neither one even averaged 20. Yeah, they were, they were a three-headed monster. It was always like they were – all three of those guys could put up around 20 a game. So instead of, you know, nowadays it's like you usually have a 30-point-per-game a guy and a 20-point-per-game guy and a 15-point-per-game guy. They were more like, you know, 22, 20, 20. And so, um, yeah, that, that's just baloney what he's saying. And, I mean, again, it's like we have the numbers – to look this up. It's this isn't like rocket right. science. You know? You can sit there and say, Oh, I was playing with crappy Ray. No. He, he averaged twenty on fifty two percent shooting from three in that final series Correct. that you won finals MVP and you he easily could have won finals MVP if they wanted to give it to him um with with that shooting performance. And it's like it again, Dwayne Wade has done something that Paul Pierce never has, which is absolutely carry a team to a finals uh title. So if that like that's the hill that Paul Pierce really wants to die on is, oh well you you had help and it's like well no he actually is the one guy that won without much help in this and Rondo was a big reason why they were able to win in Boston that year Rondo as a rookie was instrumental uh, in how that team played he was huge for that team being that true point guard yeah. to kind of lead those three knuckleheads into action with Doc Rivers who now we've seen what this is all about. I mean, to, to to with Doc Rivers as coach, to be able to win that was a big deal. And they all point to how instrumental Rondo was, uh, you know, with that organization. I want to talk about, if you don't mind, uh, this whole Pierce defense versus way defense. This isn't a numbers thing, but I'm curious if you agree with me. So Glenn Big Dog Robinson, when he was with the Bucks, wasn't great defensively, but he'd get a big block shot here or rebound there, whatever the case may be, right? But it was always, well, he doesn't play any defense. He doesn't play any defense. He always scores the basketball. But it wasn't because of lack of effort, I don't think. I think it was just because he was limited athletically. I always said, he left to right, right to left, not fast. Like, he just couldn't move that fast. He just wasn't. And to a degree, I think that was kind of Paul Pierce's thing. When we go back to the athleticism, I don't think it was because Pierce wasn't trying to play good defense or whatever. He was just a, a, a limited by the body that God kind of gave him the athleticism that God gave him. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And that's part of what makes you a worse player, usually. You know, unless you're like a Jokic that you really can just, even without that athleticism, be that good. And you know, just still be a a superstar, superstar player all the time. Or Luca, like, yeah. But it's like most of the time, the more athletic player is probably going to be the better player. You know, if they're both if they're both great and they both can score, and they you know, the the more athletic player is probably going to be better. Um, and yeah, that's that's part of. I mean, it's part of the reason why, like, you know, when people are like, well, 
if Giannis wasn't seven foot, he wouldn't be nearly as good. Okay, I don't care. He is seven foot. I don't care. He is an athletic freak. So even if you took like, I don't care if you would take that away. Giannis wouldn't be anything. He he is that. So who cares? Um, same with in this situation. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say that it's you know it it's not just because a guy is trying hard defensively, or just because a guy's bad defensively doesn't mean he's not trying hard. As you said, um, we have. Several examples, several examples of that, even on you know the Bucks team, where it's like Grayson Allen tries hard defensively. He's not out there mailing it in, but he's just not a a super good defender because he's small, and that's like that's just part of what it is. That's part of what makes you a worse player, a worse defender. Is you're small, you're unathletic, you're whatever the case may be. No matter how hard you try, that you have to deal with that. And again, that's just part of the part of the thing. That's part of the reason why he is worse than Dwayne Wade, in my opinion. Yep, totally agree. All right, let's move on to topic three. Never had this conversation with Marzian yet either. So in the National Football League, when the season ends, we have all of these people competing for what is going to be the thing that draws people's attention. Because people are convinced that when the National Football League Super Bowl is over, that people still want to watch football. It's still wintertime. People still need football in their lives. NFL is king for a reason because people love football. So we've tried the AFL, we've tried the XFL, we've tried all these different spring leagues. None of them are capturing eyeballs and keeping eyeballs. None of them are getting any type of serious run at ratings at this point, or even serious attendance for most of these venues that are trying to run football in the spring. The NBA, they get done, and now we've had a couple of things kind of pop up to try and get you through a month before training camp starts in September for the NBA and after NBA summer league is done. So now we have the big three, right? The ice cube uh, league with all these old dudes uh, that play in the big three, three on three league that travels around. And then we have the tournament uh, as well with similar older type players that played in these universities at some point or, uh, played in the NBA or over in Europe or whatever else, they make up their own teams and then they all compete for what is it? The one I think it's one million dollars they're competing for in the tournament. Is that right? The one I th- million. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a million dollars. And of course, Marquette has won it with Travis Diener uh, leading that group and so forth. So we've seen that. Um, so both are trying to compete for the eyes of the NBA consumer, the basketball fan, trying to get them to turn on the TV and watch them. Big three. I've probably watched about 20 minutes total in my life of them on TV. The tournament, I've probably watched more because Marquette had a team and did well. Did I watch full games of Travis Diener and Marquette uh, with the tournament? Absolutely not. Did I watch uh, some here, some there, some here, some there? Yes, that I did do. Uh, If I knew what time they were playing, I'd check it out for a few minutes, then go away and then come back and check it and see the score. So forth. Neither one is good enough, however, to keep my interest, rooting interest, once the NBA season is done. Marzian is a basketball dork. We all know this. Uh, So I go to Nathan Marzian. Does either one of those two keep your interest in this dead time? Because that's what this is. There's nothing going on with the NBA right now in this period uh, where, you know, there's nothing to watch outside of baseball. It really... It doesn't much because, like, I love basketball, but I like meaningful basketball, basketball that I 
like, I don't know, that I feel like there's something meaningful coming out of it for, for me or for, you know, in, in an NBA type of way or like even college, you know, the, the teams that I care about, there's some meaning for them. And so these random games, even like the summer league games that I'm just like, it doesn't really mean much. I can't really get into it. I can't really get super excited for it. Well, I maybe have it on. Sure. If Marquette's playing, you know, I'll either put it on or I'll be checking what's going on, but I'm not going to sit down and be like, I have to watch this and I I can't wait to watch this. It's just kind of like, whatever, you know, I don't watch the big three, but I have watched the tournament a little bit just because of Marquette. Um, And so I don't know. Yes, I get very bored during this time, but like, I still can't get myself to really get into this type of stuff. I, again, I just I like the stuff that's, I it's centered around my teams or it's centered around the NBA or college that actually has meaning. I love the draft when the season ends. Like I really look forward to the NBA draft because that to me is like I I want to see where these guys go. I want to see the players that I watched in college get drafted, yep. see what teams they go to, and that actually is going to be meaningful down the road. So that I, I really get into that. Whereas you know watching random three on three games or watching the the alumni team of Marquette or whatever like I just I don't care that much about it so I'm hard, it's hard for me to get into it have you seen they just re- returned with uh slam ball have you seen slam ball off the trampolines yes. yeah there was a like fight that in slam ball the other day I saw the fight uh in slam ball uh on Twitter I think earlier today yeah that like that I mean even that it's like I mean, I'll watch it probably the highlights or some of the fun, like some of the stuff that pops up, or maybe I'd put it on and just have it on and be watching if anything crazy happens. But, but that's something like, you have on at the corner bar when you and your buddies are out drinking and you're all sitting at the bar watching whatever's on the TV yeah. and slam ball comes uh, up. Take a and take a shot every like, time, dude. I got five bucks on the team wearing red. All right, I'll take yeah. five bucks on the team wearing black. Now you both have a rooting interest and you're paying attention because you both have like five bucks on it or a shot on it or something while you're watching it. Yeah, like, and, and I would say the same for you know, the big three or with the tournament too, where I'm just like, I won't really watch it unless, yeah, unless I'm just in a setting where it's like, all right, just like, we'll watch this. It's the only thing on, it's sports, it's basketball. What about from your perspective of these old dudes? Like Jason Richardson threw down a dunk uh, the other day in big three. Like does, does the fact that if it's any of these old dudes that are coming back uh, and playing, because I'm guessing you didn't see Mahmoud abdul Rauf play. The old, uh, his real, his original name was Chris Jackson, but Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who played for the Nuggets, uh, and then of course, you know, didn't want to be a part of the national anthem, and they did the whole documentary on that and so forth. You never saw him play, did you? No. Right, and he was a great three point shooter. Uh, I don't even know if he's even in the league this year, but he was previous for the last couple of years. Still a damn good three point shooter. Got the, like the gray goatee and the gray beard going on, and out there still chucking up shots. Does any of that interest you, of guys that? You never really saw a play, but playing now at an older age? No. I mean, again, it, it just doesn't have meaning to me. Like, I just, I don't care about it. You know, and again, if if I see on Twitter, like, that one of these old players, like a Jason Richardson that I'm familiar with, like, threw on a, a dunk or something, or there was some cool thing that happened, okay, sure, like, I'll be like, that's what cool. What if Wade but, plays in it? Eh. Still maybe. not. Maybe. I mean, it drew my attention more than other guys. Or if there were, like, former Bucks that played in it, like a, Brandon Jennings, I'm just throwing a name out Ray there. Allen. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, Why doesn't know. Brandon Jennings play in this? I feel like this is like his total type of game three on three. Yeah, I feel like it is, but I don't know. I also, we do need to shout out um, WNBA is going on here too. So we got to shout out WNBA a little bit. Las I saw Vegas that, Aces. Yeah, they're, they're stacked. And I don't, again, another thing that like I don't really get into, it's just, it has nothing to do with like, a, oh, it's women's sports. I don't watch women's sports. No, I just, 
it's literally just, I, it doesn't interest me. I don't have a team that I really root for. I don't really get into it in the same way, just like I don't get into big three, get, don't get into the tournament, don't get into summer league. Um, but I did see that Sabrina, I don't, I, I don't even know her last name, Ionescu, she had that crazy three-point yep. uh, shootout. That was, that, was, that was impressive. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, aces are good. My buddy, uh, who used to work here at Kiss FM, used to be the announcer in stadium for the Bucks. Joe Brown. Remember Joe Brown? Uh, in-stadium announcer for the Bucs. Uh, he is now the in-stadium announcer for the Las Vegas Aces. And has been doing that for the last couple of years. They are owned by Mark Davis, who owns the Las Vegas Raiders uh, as well. Uh, so, you, what? I was going to say, do you follow, Do you follow? like, how much do you follow WNBA? Zero. Zero, yeah. I, I'll watch it. Like, for me, it's like any of the stuff that makes it onto the, the highlights I'll watch, like that three-point thing that happened where she sets the record. Yeah, that's, you know... That's cool. I'll watch that clip and whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't really have a reason to tune into one of those games because I just, I don't care about the league. I don't care about the big, just like I don't care about the big three league. I don't care about the tournament league. I don't care about summer league. I'm not really going to sit down and watch those things because I'm just like, it's, it's, it doesn't have meaning to me. Okay. Let me ask you this. I will watch, I will watch like WNBA finals or like whatever, if that's on and it's close, like, sure, I'll watch that because it's, it's, then it's meaningful basketball. Boom. You're in the, you're in the finals. You sound like Robbie McLaughlin, who I used to do the one he's big show with. This is all stuff he would say. So let me ask you the question that I know the answer Rami would have. Do you care about the Olympics? No. Yeah, it's just like Rami. Same thing. I knew you were going to say that, but I figured I'd ask anyhow just to see if you were any different. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have a rooting interest for any individuals. The flag itself being yeah. uh, with a player that's from this country doesn't do much for you. No, yeah, and again, like that, yeah, that's all it comes down to is, is there, to me, is there something meaningful that I can get out of it that I'm rooting for that gets me into it? And I'm just like, no, you know, and even with, again, with the tournament, sure, I'll root for Marquette, but if Marquette lost or if Marquette won, is that really going to make that much of a difference to me? No, you know, they don't really, they get money from it, cool, I I don't care if they get money from yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't get anything from the Bucks winning or Marquette winning. You don't get a yeah, check. Yeah, you do. That is, you don't that, get a I, championship ring. You don't but get that's anything. The, that's a team you follow year-round. That's a team that you followed your whole life. That's a team that that's like personal to you where you're just like, yeah, I root for this team all the time, and I want to see them right. win. And so it's like that's that I do get. it Personally, I just get stuff from. I'm not I'm not saying I physically get stuff from right. it, but just like I, I, I care about that stuff and have for a long time that it's like I, I have – a reason to root for that and a reason to really care about that. Whereas with those other things, like I did care when, like when Greece plays in, in the FIBA world cup and Stop. Giannis is playing, Giannis is playing. Yeah. Stop. I'm going to root for them. Cause I want Giannis to win through this screen at you. What? You care about what Greece does, but anything with the U S flag on it, you don't care about. I'm not like, okay. If it's U S versus random, if it's U S versus random country, yes, I'll root for U S if it's, U.S. versus Greece. I'd rather see Giannis win than one of than these random U.S. players. For me, I, I want I want Giannis to win. Oh my god! I'm rooting for the player that I like best. Like I don't care if my country wins it or not. I really don't. I'm sorry. I don't. See, folks, y'all want to know why the Olympic ratings are down. Y'all want to know what's going on. Here you go, twenty something Marzian right here. I'm gonna root for Greece. Why? Because his favorite player of all time. I think that's fair. Is he your favorite yeah. player of all time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Favorite player of all time is in the opposing country, so he's rooting for him. I wonder, I, you know, this is interesting. You should, we, the next time there's the Olympics, we should have that as a poll question. Are you rooting for Giannis in Greece or for Team USA?
That, I mean, seriously, I, I would love to know that. I and really I can, would. I can totally understand people being like, I want to root for U.S. It's my country, blah, blah, blah. But like, I totally get that. I'm not saying that. Like, What about the it, Women's World Cup soccer? Do you watch that? I did watch it on Friday. Oh. Only because it, but it, it was one of those things. It was the only thing on. We were pre-gaming to go out to the bars. So we're just like, let's throw this on. I mean, I threw a bet on the first half under it hit. Cool. Look at you. You're getting but betting like, on it. But like, I I don't care. If they lost that game, would I be like, oh my God, the US, I don't care. Who See, cares? I like, watch, I think I've watched every US women's friendly cup or otherwise, probably for the last six or seven years. Like I don't miss any of them. Men the, too. Same thing. I watched the US men too. Do I watch Premier League? No. I only watch the U.S. men and the U.S. women's soccer teams. That's it. That's that's where my dedication goes. Yeah, and see, like soccer, I'm not going to root for like I, – I have no one I, – I, I'll root for U.S., yes, because there's no other player on another team that I want to root for. You know, I'll, I'll be like, okay, sure, I'll root for U.S., but I also just don't care about soccer at all. I, I actually hate soccer, whatever. But It made I, you money. Like, what? It made you money. I don't care. I, I hate the sport. I hate watching it. I mean, I respect you if you play it. Do you it. understand it? Yes. Like I understand the rules. I hate soccer and have no idea what the hell they're watching. No, I, I know what I'm watching. Okay. I, like I understand the rules. I understand right. how it works. Um, and I, I just, it's not an interesting sport to me. And I know that's like forbidden to say, cause if you're a soccer Fine. fan, any, any soccer fan will be like, they will crucify you for this take. But I just think it's incredibly boring. Yeah. I completely respect. I, I respect anyone who plays it. Cause it's gotta be super hard to play, but I'm like, just cause it's hard to play. Doesn't mean I want to watch it. Doesn't mean it's right. an interesting sport to me. And Agreed. so I, I, I can't get into it. I don't care who wins. I like okay. the men's world cup. The men's world cup was on in in December or whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I couldn't. I did not care if U.S. won or lost. Like I wasn't all bent out of shape that all the U.S. lost in the world. You cup. never watched it, right? I mean, it was on because my friends wanted to watch it. I was like, but they would freak out every time something happened, or they'd so freak they're out. They're into if, soccer, but you're not. They would. They got into the World Cup. They don't really? like soccer, but they would get into the World Cup and be all over Team USA. And I'm more just like, I don't care about this team. Like again, I, I didn't follow. I haven't followed them all all year right. or all. You know, I don't care who these. I don't know who these players are. Why would I? Why would I care that much who wins this? Now, if they, you know, again, if they're if they're if they're playing, sure, I'll prefer them to win than lose. But I don't care really who wins. It's not. I'll be honest. Deal. I didn't see this conversation going this far, and we're already past our normal thirty minute time limit. But now I got another follow up. All right. You have you play video games, correct? A little like a little bit. Okay. So is there a video game sport that you play but you don't like watching? Because I know a lot of people that hate watching soccer, won't watch it, trash it, but love playing the FIFA video game. Love it to death, think it's awesome, but will not watch it on TV and think it's awful. So do you have a sport that you don't like? Watching on TV, but you love the video game version of it if you're playing video games. Um, the two that come to mind are FIFA. Now, I don't love FIFA, but like, yeah, I like playing FIFA. Like I it's definitely more fun to me playing FIFA than it is watching soccer being played sure. in real life. And the other one is hockey, NHL. I I don't I'll watch hockey playoffs because then it again it feels to me like there's meaning and I just feel like it's one of the four major sports that just, okay. Like it feels like a meaningful event. Hockey and I'll watch playoffs some of are that. awesome. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll tune into that. That's fun, but I'm not going to sit down and watch a regular hockey game between two teams. I don't even know. Um, and that's the other thing is like, we don't, we don't have a hockey team. So like, I don't care that much. Well, we have the admirals. 
just not an NHL team. It's a minor league team. Yeah. To I, them. See, now I love Admirals games, and I'm loving the fact that they're in Panther Arena over Pfizer, former the Bradley Center, because it's by far, I think, the best viewing experience ever. Because at the Bradley Center, you draw 5,000 people, it sounds like you're in a cave, and it was so empty. You put 5,000 people in Milwaukee Panther Arena because it's much smaller, it's much louder, it's more fuller. The whole, like, the whole experience at an Admirals game is great. And, as we talked about earlier with kids, for a family experience that's affordable, man, you can't beat Admirals hockey, man. It is it is a lot, a lot of fun. But I get your point. They're not professionals. That's like Rami. Hey, we'd have no interest in going to watch a minor league baseball game. None. Timber Rattlers, nah, I don't care. Uh, Beloit, nope, not going to Beloit either. Not doing that either. Just did not care. I used to drive down to Beloit when they were affiliated for the Brewers to watch Prince Fielder and Corey Hart and Ricky Weeks all play. It was single A ball, Marzian. Single A. These kids were... What, a year, two years out of high school, maybe? I'm driving down to Beloit from the radio station to go watch them play because I knew they were the future of the Brewers. I don't care whether or not what the level of the competition was, but I was invested. I was into it. I, I kind of dig minor league sports if you're a fan of the team. Like, NHL, don't care. But Predators, different because I know some of the guys that are on that team because I watched them play for the Admirals. So that if Nashville makes the playoffs, I'm invested. Nashville regular season, don't watch it. Playoffs if Nashville's in it, then I'm in. And then you know what happens on Twitter? I get ripped because, oh, you're just jumping on the bandwagon because Nashville's in the playoffs. No, 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 no. You're damn right. Yeah, fair point. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Because they, if we didn't have the Admirals, I wouldn't watch anything involving the playoffs. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I I just don't, I, I don't care. You know, it's like, I, if, the, if we had an NHL team, would I get enough into them to like, you know, be like, all right, like I, I'll get a little bit more into NHL and I'll really support this team. And especially if they're in the playoffs, will I really support them. Yes. We don't have one and I'm not going to do that for a minor league team. So I'm like, I just, there's, I can never get that into hockey. What about high I'm school? Betting on it or something. No, high school. Absolutely not. Where'd you go there to high school? Muskego high school. My team won state, the state football championship twice. I did not give a damn what they, if they won or lost those games. I don't really. Know. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't. Why do I care about a high school game? Like, it, I don't care, man. I don't care. We were in, we were in state. I didn't I mean state when we made it to the basketball state finals against the Hauser brothers in 2015. I was a sophomore and I was like at the game and stuff. And I had friends on that team, so like, I cared a little bit more because I'm like, okay, my friends are playing and like, you know. But I, honestly. <laughs> Again, this just speaks to like I care about what's meaningful to me. Big selfish junior over there. Big selfish Marzia. No, but but listen, I I'm gonna root for what's meaningful to me. So we were playing the Hauser brothers. Sam had already committed to Marquette. I had no problem with Sam Hauser getting my state. I had no problem with it. You were not rooting for damn Sam Hauser because of Marquette. Like I was. I mean, it's your friends. Everyone knew. Everyone knew that Spash was gonna kill us. So it wasn't a surprise. So like. When Sam Hauser threw down a dunk off an inbounds pass, did I like cheer a little bit? Yes, because I was like, "This is this guy's coming to Marquette." Like I, I, it's I want the guy that's going to Marquette to play well. Just like if Greece was playing the U.S., I want the guy that plays for the Bucks to play well. Um, that's just that's how it is for me. I care about either yeah, the teams or players that are meaningful. That game, and you would have been rooting against our high school because of some kid going to Marquette. You would have walked home. You call your parents. You ain't coming home with me. Ain't no chance. Ain't no how out of here. See you later. Talk to you later. I need to calm down. I would have lost my mind. Had you been cheering against our high school lost my mind. Now again, like football, 
y'all have been unbelievable since about your time frame. Yeah. When you came along in high school to current, they just mow over people, the gigantic offensive line and everything else. But that even then, that you don't go to watch high school football now after the fact. You and your buddies don't go back. No, I mean, I, I went to the games when I was there, you know, because right. it was the, the thing to do on Friday nights and stuff. And but I didn't care really if they won. I didn't, you know, it, it just wasn't, uh, I, I don't care. You know, it's not a big deal to me. It's not a, it's not a team that's meaningful to me. Another follow as a up. Yep. Boy, we are just rambling about all kinds of different stuff. Do you play fantasy sports? Yes. Do you root for your fantasy player or your favorite team in a big situation for your fantasy team? Be honest. Um, well, Be honest. If the game is at all meaningful for the Packers, I will 100% root for the Packers. Not even close. I'd but say it's week seven and you got a chance to win your Packers. fantasy league. Well, you, well you, you can't win in week seven. That's If, I, if, I, no, if it was my fantasy game, you can win or the Packers can win. And it's like week seven, middle of the oh, season. I, I don't care. I'd rather just have the Packers win at that point. The only way I'd root for my fantasy team is if it's the, the championship game, I can win 500 bucks from this win. Right. And the Packer game is meaningful to them. It's like they're out of the playoffs already. Who cares? Then I'll be like, I need my fantasy team. But I no, I'm not going to root for my – I always root for the Packers over fantasy. Because you can actually make money with the fantasy team. That's more meaningful to Marzia than just some no, random no. Packer see, win. See, no, see, that's the thing is it's not. For me, what's more meaningful – Like You are so confusing. It's not though. I would I would rather the Packers win than me get a little bit of money personally. Like if it's any type of meaningful win, I care about my teams more than more than even my own wealth sometimes. When the Pack when the Bucks were playing the Celtics in the game 7 in 20, 2020, 2022 and I was at the game, before the game, I was going to put like $500 on the Celtics because that way I could be like, all right, if the Bucks win, I lose five hundred bucks. I will still be very happy losing five hundred dollars to have the Bucks win, or the Bucks could lose and I'll gain money. And I was still going to root for the Bucks either way. I'm like, I'm I'm going to root for my my team over me making some money. That's that's what's more meaningful. I'd rather the Bucks win or the Packers win or whatever the Marquette win than than make a little bit of money. Marzian, if I bet five hundred dollars, I would be profusely sweating at every single shot that was taken in a game. Of any magnitude, like of any, <laughs> but if it's I the would Bucks, be like game just seven. freaking the hell out. Like even in Vegas, because I, I don't gamble. But even in Vegas, I go to Vegas. I put twenty dollars on a game. I am freaking out watching a game over twenty dollars. I can't even fathom putting that much money on a damn oh, game going. Forward. I never, I never did it, and I would, I, I wouldn't do it unless it's a game of that magnitude where I'm like, okay, it's worth me. Like I will take. Either the Bucks winning, or me winning five and me losing five hundred dollars, or or the Bucks losing and me winning five hundred dollars. Like I'll just take that hedge of you know if they lose, okay, at least I won money. If they win, I don't really care about the money because they won. Like I'm just that happy that they won. So it's just a happiness hedge essentially. You're just like, okay, now I have something to look forward to either way. But I was like, screw it, they're gonna win anyways. I don't need to bet. And then they lost. I um, love this podcast. Eric Name podcast, the last one. If you missed it with the athletic Bucks beat writer, amazing. He came up with a new nickname uh, for the newest Milwaukee Buck, the Happy Chucker. Uh, to know who he's talking about, you have to go back and listen to the podcast. So we got the Happy Chucker out of that podcast. And now I have the happiness hedge from Marzion that we can put into the podcast uh, vocabulary going forward. Did you make a happiness hedge going into this one, Marzion? That'll be good. 
Yeah, and it, it'll. I'll probably never make the bet because number one, I mean, I'm I'm like that too. Where you said you only bet, you know, you're 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 sweating over twenty dollar bets. I'm the same way. Like I don't bet large amounts. I don't bet that often. It's like me putting five hundred bucks in that game would have been easily the most I've ever bet on a sporting event in my life. But again, I just was sitting there like, I thought to myself, like, how much would I pay right now to guarantee to have the Bucks win? How much would I be if the Bucks won? And I and they said, okay, well, this is going to cost you this amount of money. What would I be comfortable paying up for that win? And I was like, I'd pay five hundred bucks for them to win this game. So it was like, so it was like, okay, like I contemplated, do I put five hundred bucks on Boston? Because that way, either the Bucks win and I pay five hundred bucks, which I just told myself I'd be okay doing. Or if the Bucks lose, I'm like, well, hey, at least I gained five hundred bucks. But again, I don't, I didn't have the money, I didn't have the money to be like, I'll just throw away five hundred bucks if they if they win. So I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. Even though I would, even though I would right. be comfortable yeah. doing that. I was like, I probably shouldn't. Maybe when I'm a little bit older and I have a little bit more money, like maybe, maybe nowadays I could, I could get away with making that bet. But when I was in college and, you know, eating ramen noodles all the time, I, I don't think I could do that. Nathan Marzian, this was a fun podcast. I don't know if anybody else will agree with me that it was fun, but I enjoyed it. The first part of the podcast was depressing and I, I it is what it is. We had to talk about it. But like this last mm, 20 minutes of learning about Nathan Marzian has been amazing. Nathan, I'm just I, I just wanna I just wanna get it clear in my rankings. One of the one bucks. Yeah. This is this is what I care about when sports are happening. Bucks, Packers, Marquette, probably right there with Packers, a little bit below. Maybe, maybe tied. Um Cubs, anything Giannis is on, and then everything else I don't care about. My uh, seven-year-old made a eight U travel baseball team. First, uh, first travel team. So I was like, "All right, pick a jersey number." He picked zero. Why did he pick zero, Marzian? Zero. Marcus Howard? No. Marcus Strowman. <laughs> oh, Strowman nice. Wears zero. Oh, is so he? That, you said baseball. You said baseball. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, you, I thought you meant bas- I thought you said basketball. No, travel baseball. So he's wearing zero for Strowman. I said, do you do know he's probably going to get traded in the next week? Why would they no, trade him for? He's their best player. Blah, 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 blah. They could trade Bellinger. I want Strowman saying, I'm like, well, Strowman may come back inside after they trade. Well, I just have to wait and see. So he's all fired up. But yeah, he picked zero to wear because of Marcus Strowman. I knew that would make you happy being a fellow Cubs fan with my eight-year-old. And you guys can celebrate together if they ever win anything between the rest of your lives. We're gonna be uh, hey. we're gonna be buyers. We're gonna be buyers at the deadline. We're gonna win our next like six of our next no seven chance. before the deadline. No, nope. we're gonna be a game over five hundred. No, nope. and all of a sudden we're buyers. No chance. And we're in this thing. I'm just telling you, we're playing nothing. well. We you are may playing sit well. On your hands to do nothing, but you're definitely not buying. There's no Cody. Cody Bellinger is playing well. Yeah, this team is gonna be. They're gonna be like three, four games out of the wild card at the deadline, and they're gonna say, "All right, let's go all in. Let's buy." You want to put five hundred dollars on it? No. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is, Nathan Mars. Yeah, follow me, Nathan Mars. Yeah, me at Sparky Radio. And of course, download it on your Odyssey app, green and growing. Tell your friends and you can download it wherever else. Download your favorite podcast at Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles. 